0: Unlike some other podcasts, we lollygaggers believe that entertainment existed before our birth. I mean, the special effects are kind of iffy and the social dynamics don't play well. But on this episode, Jeff endures the opening credits of 1972's The Getaway, only to learn that the main character's kind of a bad guy. Justin ponders Sean Connery's age and the ideal kind of facial hair in The Great Train Robbery. Welcome to episode number sixty-eight of the Lolly Gaggers podcast, a show about all sorts of different things, but mainly movies. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Jeff.
1: I'm the other one, Justin. What's up? Yeah. What? What? What what was that? Say what's up, man. I was out.
0: Okay. I don't think that is like a different language or something like that. Yeah. 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 All right. So this uh, this week's uh, this week's episode was was a struggle. We had some problems. We had some technical issues. Primarily that uh, one of the movies that I gave Justin. Uh, went off of the streaming platform and just disappeared. Like I watched it and then it disappeared like a week later when Justin was trying to watch it. Uh, that's okay. And then the second one I gave him as a replacement is disappearing. Did you see this? Like it's actually staying on Amazon prime only to the end of this month, only to the end of September. So even this one's just just uh, disappearing. So get it while it's hot. Get yeah, it's by the time this airs, it's not gonna be like sorry, it's not gonna be around anymore. Uh, but the the challenge this week for us was that we were doing a seventies. I, I think this was was this our first seventies of the new like like our new challenge. Yeah, I think it is the yeah. first which area. I like
1: because I don't oh. I haven't really seen a ton of sure like I've seen like the main staples, but like I like going back and seeing these types of movies. Yeah, seeing even though these aren't like the, I don't think these two were definitely like standouts for their time well together i mean there's
0: the one you gave me for decent. sure yeah yeah
1: the great train robbery is a decent movie but like it's not like uh yeah. it's not like everyone have you ever seen The great train robbery it's just right like one well
0: well like i thought about giving you like dog day afternoon and stuff like that like in you know some of the big ones, i'm like ah, i don't really want to talk about the ones and i really wanted to do the hot rock with uh with robert redford but oh well it didn't work out because it was like a good movie but it was one of those movies that even back then kind of didn't didn't stand out. Like even the director was like, I don't understand why we we weren't a hit. We had we had a we had a good film, good score, good story, good actors. We had great leads. Why weren't we a bigger film? And it was a good film, but not a great film type of deal. Uh, but I should probably introduce first before we start talking about the actual movies that we we picked. We were doing heist movies. That was the pick. So we had heist movies, nineteen seventies heist or capers in some way. And Justin assigned me the nineteen seventy two film uh, directed by Sam Peckinpah, mm-hmm. The Getaway. Uh, This is a classic, and it was uh, more recently remade, and I want to say the mid-90s, 94-ish, with Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger, back when I think they were married at the time. Uh, But this is also based upon a novel by Jim Thompson that was written in about the 50s or so. Uh, And so this stars, uh, well, I mean, Justin likes him, but I don't know why, because I don't think Justin's ever really seen anything that he's in. Good old Steve McQueen. He stars in the, uh, in the main role as Doc McCoy. And then there's also Allie McGraw, who is his wife, uh, Carol McCoy. Uh, and then there's uh, Sally Struthers is in this as Fran Clinton, um, which is which is fun. Uh, Slim Pickens makes a, a tiny little cameo in the beginning of the movie, playing chess with Steve McQueen at one point. Uh, and that's probably all the names that people would recognize if you're not like a, you know, a little bit older and maybe know uh, a little bit more about this era. But those are names that you could you could probably recognize nice today. So what's the premise of the movies The premise of the movie is that Doc McCoy is in jail. start of the movie he is a uh, he is a you know bank robber so to speak right uh, a thief you know he's a, kind of an oceans 11 type to put it in, in modern day parlance uh, and he was caught on whatever his last gig was and he's been in jail for a while and he's been doing a decent job he's been he's been in prison in Texas and he has been on good behavior. Uh, and his parole hearing comes up, and this all happens in the opening credits, which is uncomfortably long and very loud. Uh, but it was actually still kind of interesting. Um, it was like a it was like a montage in a way, and there's like he was also doing like linen work and stuff like that, and so there's kind of chopping it together so you can get a kind of kind of a quick catch up to the story, right, to where we're at now. And he was caught, and he's been in jail for a while, and he uh, he did not get approved for parole. And he is so frustrated with being in prison that he talks to his wife, uh, Carol, uh, played by Ally McGraw, to uh, it, it says, "Go ahead and reach out uh, and try to get me out by a man that they both know, uh, with the intention of um, of like offering his services. So, like, if you could put a good word in, if you can help me get out, then." I will be I'll 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 do a job for you on the outside because Doc McCoy, despite being in prison, is apparently highly sought after as a criminal, despite the fact that again, you know, he wasn't good enough to not be in prison. Uh so that happens. She does, time passes, uh, she gets him out. Um, and we don't necessarily know initially what what she had to do to convince this man uh to to, uh to get him out but we kind of figure it out later and it's implied um you know she she had to essentially have an affair with him over time uh so the McCoys get to work uh, on a on a uh on a job with a variety of other people they're they're assigned two additional uh workers or excuse me two additional people on a crew and they're trying to rob a bank uh they want to rob the bank because there's like these oil people that invest there and like there's gonna be like something like uh, like three quarters of a million dollars or something as I think the total take uh, they originally thought was like half a million, but ended up being like three quarters of a million. Uh, And he's a safe cracker, uh, Doc McCoy is, but he's also kind of like the brains and the planner. And so the next, the next like part of the movie is really them kind of planning that out and, and loose montage form where he's doing some kind of classic tropes at this point, like getting the building plans, you know, doing some, some casing of the joint going in and kind of getting a lay of the land for what the bank looks like. Uh, He's got uh, a couple different people, uh on the on the crew but the most notable one is Rudy Butler who's played by Al Lettieri who if i recall correctly is um he's the guy from uh uh from i think he's isn't he the what is it he's from uh, godfather right isn't he the guy who uh who uh what's it called michael kills in the in the restaurant am i, am I is that the same guy i think it's the same guy he
1: might be um he looks familiar
0: yeah i think it's Thalina. the same guy um so so anyway, the the job the, the job takes takes place and it doesn't go quite right because Doc McCoy and Carol are in a van and she is doing the driving. She's the wheel person and the uh, and she and she drops him off and he kind of goes into the sewer, cuts some cuts some power lines, comes back up and has to sneak in the back while the other two, Rudy and like this other guy, uh, uh the thief or whatever the heck his name is. I don't think he actually had a. I'm not even sure if his character had a name. He might have. Uh, well, the two of them go in and. Uh, and like there, they got their ski mask on and they're like holding everyone down until they can get the back door open and then and McCoy can come in and crack the safe. Well, on their way out, one of the security guys goes for his gun because they were doing a pretty poor job of paying attention to where everyone is and some, some shooting went down. And so the other guy, the fourth guy, whose name doesn't really merit mentioning, uh, shoots and kills a guard and then things kind of get crazy after that. So the McCoys, they're in one getaway vehicle. While uh, Rudy Butler and the other guy, the fourth guy, they are in another getaway vehicle. And while they're in one getaway vehicle, Rudy decides to shoot and kill the fourth person of the team, kick and, and pushes them out onto the street. Um, they meet up at a farm. Uh, to uh, you know, there were like two different farms. One farm was where they were like setting off explosions as distractions, and they put a couple of those explosions elsewhere along this this small town. And then the then they when they meet up. Rudy is getting ready to turn on them. And uh, when when Doc's like, hey, where's the fourth guy? Uh, Rudy's like, he didn't make it and neither did you. But Doc's ready for it because he's super smart and he shoots him first. Uh, he shoots him a couple times times. The guy had a bulletproof vest on. And so Rudy falls into a pit. Now, I want to give Doc slight credit because he's trying to shoot him in the head from a distance, but he never gets close to ensure that he shot him in the head. And he assumes at that point from the rest of the movie that, that Rudy's dead. And so both Doc and Carol go on the run now, and they're trying to meet up with their various uh, benefactors. And when they meet up with one of the guys, it turns out that it's the very, uh, it's uh, it's the very man. I think it's the warden, uh, who Carol had to go to to try and get Doc out. And while while Doc goes in to exchange the money, uh, Carol sneaks up behind him and shoots the guy. <laughs> And Doc's like, what the hell? Uh, Like, What on earth are you doing? And so then they start going on the run for real. And and Doc, at this point, is like freaking out to the point where there is this really uncomfortable scene. I know this is 1972, but I don't know how this was comfortable in 1972, but apparently it was. But to me, it was strange because they pulled over on the side of the road after they were driving away and like, doc mccoy the hero the good guy of this film proceeds to just beat the crap out of her just starts to smack her around on the side of the road because like uh, like how she's ruining the plan and she's like losing it and it's gonna get them in trouble two of them eventually settle down make it to a train uh to a train depot where carol gets uh gets conned by this one guy and the bag of money that they have is stolen which means that doc has to do all sorts of things, hop on a train to try to chase down the dude who stole the money from her, completely unrelated to the rest of the you know, the rest of the, the family because the guy that she killed, his brother and a few other powers that be are now chasing them, okay? Because now they're aware that the warden was killed and so it's time to chase, you know, chase down the McCoys. Uh, all the while, like, the marriage is fraying between Doc and Carol where they're not sure if they're going stick to stick together once the job is over. Uh, eventually, the two of them reconcile, uh, they get to, they get to, I want to say it's, I think it's Laughlin, uh, Laughlin, uh, I, I'm assuming it's, it's near the border. Um, might, I guess, is, is it Nevada? I'm not sure if it's Nevada, but it's called Laughlin, uh, or maybe the, the guy's name is Laughlin who runs the hotel. It's near the border or whatever. And that's where Rudy this whole time has been trying to track them down to, and he was trying to beat them to whatever their like rendezvous point is in the distance. Like in, uh, I guess Laughlin where they're going to like exchange the money or whatnot. And, He was shot and injured, but not killed. And so he, uh, (laughs) he finds a veterinarian, uh, and gets the veterinarian to patch him up. And all the while he's like seducing in a way and like commandeering the dude's wife. And it's just like having sex with the dude's wife right in front of him, uh, keeps them hostage, makes the veterinarian and his wife drive him across country to, to meet up with the McCoys. And along the way, (laughs) the veterinarian just hangs himself. It's really sad. Um, Eventually they all meet up again at a hotel at the very end where shootouts uh, start to transpire because there's three different parties. There's the McCoy, there's the McCoys, there's Rudy uh, and, and, uh, and Fran. And then there's uh then there's the, the, the actual people who funded this whole, this whole operation that are trying to retrieve the money and take out Doc and take out, you know, because they think that Doc and the McCoys killed, you know, killed the, the warden initially. Uh, Rudy gets killed. Uh, Doc and the Doc and Allie get away. Uh, Fran lives. Uh, most of the bad guys die with the exception of one who Doc just lets him run away. Uh, this old, wonderful guy, uh, takes them into the, into their car, like as a, as like, as like a hitchhiker and he drives them all the way down to Mexico. Uh, where they pay him thirty thousand dollars to walk back and keep his car and everyone's friendly and he's a really nice guy and he's like, "Oh, you know, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for my wife and it's just sort of reinforcing that the McCoys have reconciled things are looking up, things are looking bright despite the fact that a bunch of dudes are dead uh, above the border and that's 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 the getaway. So what did I think of it uh, it's it's good, um but it's dated uh, for sure like it's a movie that I don't think I don't think it holds up in some respects. Uh, I already mentioned one of the main ways, but there's others, uh, but that's the main way uh, in terms of like how it shot, it's shot is, is really interesting. Actually. I really like this in the cinematography. There's just one awesome scene just after doc gets out where, uh, where his wife, where Carol asks him like, what does he want to do? And he's just like, I just want to go for a walk. And they go to this park uh, and there's all these people that are having picnics by this river And it's like this splicing together of what Doc sees and this like kind of unbridled joy of him like jumping into the water and Carol jumping in with him. And you think that this is just like his his daydream. But then you realize they actually go and do it uh, and actually do jump in the water at the end of it. So it was a really, really nice uh, sequence there. Um, The I mean, the the actual crime part of it, like where they break in. It just doesn't seem all that brilliant, um, but it could be just because we're spoiled because we've seen more recently movies like, you know, Oceans 11, Oceans 12, Oceans 13, etc., Oceans 8, uh, which have taken the idea of this, like this clever, like overly intelligent, overly complex plan to like a new level. And where this is, this one's way more realistic for sure. Like it's a hundred percent more real, realistic, but it lacks a lot of the cleverness perhaps that we've seen in other, re- in, you know, in more recent uh, uh, affairs. Um, the, the, the gunshots and the blood i don't think this has got the best blood work a lot of the blood looked, it looks like ketchup it looked like ketchup it <laughs> so really weird. did and not like and not like heinz ketchup like the other like store brand cats up version it looks
1: it, it looks more like um acrylic paint like yeah. they took red bright red acrylic paint it's almost like a night of the living dead type of blood you yeah know yeah it's kind of the best way it, kind just, of to like it just it just,
0: yeah it didn't have the greatest effects again i mean but that's not a thing that's going to keep prevent me from watching a movie it's 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 never not like that, that that's never
1: gonna sometimes it me. improves it
0: uh i mean so, i mean if it's if it's intentionally funny it could be great but um i think it you know what his name was Salazzo. that is that is that is the guy rudy butler that is him it's Salazzo. Oh, there, there we go i got it. i couldn't remember his name uh okay so i mean so overall it's like a totally i think it's a movie absolutely worth watching i think it's a classic uh, for sure uh, i do think that the there are some uncomfortable moments especially with how the men and the women are interacting like like how he's treating his wife in, in in many ways it makes you start to question like is he as good a guy as we think he is he's fairly flawed um he's well-intentioned uh also a little selfish at times but um but overall i mean i liked it what did you think of it
1: um it, you're right uh when it comes to like the dated nature of it, like when it comes to certain, uh, I guess one could say like taboo aspects of the, uh, of the movie, like the, uh, being the piss out of his, uh, out of his wife thing. But like, it's just, like, I think the biggest thing is, like you said, is for as heists go, it's not as, like, you said, it's not as inventive as, like, you no. know, I feel like we're super spoiled with yeah. Ocean's Eleven. I also felt like, like
0: the plot wasn't that tight, you know? like Yeah, it wasn't. The middle part of the movie. So, like, in the very beginning when there's the heist and then, like, the immediate fallout where people are getting shot left and right. And then at the very end, the hotel scene are all great. But it's that middle hour. Yeah, and this is a long movie very, that it just felt
1: very, eh, very loose. It, tr- it, it trogs along. Yeah. And, and, like they're just going from scene to scene and I guess it's all important because there's like creating character development of, the, of like the relationship between him and his wife and like he's getting her into all this crap and you know he, he's really not that great of a guy you know he's he's not a good person and you know she's right. not that great great of a woman either but like it all kind of plays with this idea of that they're kind of meant for each other because they're both kind of Awful together, and that makes them kind of good together, almost because no. it's like alluded to at the end of the movie too when in that car ride that truck ride, yeah, um, so like it's it's okay, but like you said it's 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 kind of yeah dated
0: so. as a heist movie, like when I think of heist movie, this barely fits the bill because I just don't feel like the heist was all that big a deal. like it's such a small component of the movie, and I don't just mean in terms of like what happened, I mean in the minute count, like this movie's over two hours. Yeah, and it's maybe it's a very fifteen small minutes, right?
1: Portion of it, yeah, 15, like, 20 minutes or so. It mostly has yeah. to do with like them being on the run, right? And, and how then, they're yeah. dealing with being yeah. chased down by this group of people trying to get their money back, right? You know?
0: Yeah. So anyway, I mean that, that that's my review. I mean, definitely go check it out. Uh, it's it's Steve McQueen. It's got Ally McGraw. They're both great uh, actresses of a different age. Uh, so it's definitely worth uh worth taking a look at. But um, it was all right. Like it was all right. I mean, I was looking. I was doing some research into it. Apparently when it first came out, people were kind of panning it uh, and they were saying all sorts of different things. Uh, Even Ebert didn't particularly care for it. Uh, But I guess over time it got better, you know, better reviews. People started to appreciate a little bit more. Um, There was praise of its action sequences, uh, which I mean, honestly, I I really did like the hotel scene. I thought the hotel scene was really well done, uh, which is like the culminating, the climactic, the climactic scene where they're kind of shooting it out again. The blood work isn't great, but like just the movement of it and, um, it was kind of tense. Like I wasn't entirely sure what was going to happen who was going to go out. And then like, I thought it was, that was well paced. That was kind of cool, but it took a while to get there. And it was just like the other parts that are a little patchy. So anyway, what are my questions?
1: All right. So I got a couple for you. First question is, and you actually got this one right already is what was, what was the first thing doc wanted to do when he got out of prison? Yeah. You want to go go for a walk, which was interesting because he says that and they go directly into a car. I'm like, what? Yeah. Then they go to a park. Then they go to a park. All right.
0: You don't want to walk so, around the, the, the parking lot of a prison.
1: So when they deliver the money and they're talking about splitting and stuff, they're at Jack's like house and he's got this super seventies uh house and super seventies living room. Um, this is when like she shoots him from behind Doc's back and all that stuff and yeah. like, he dies and stuff. Yeah. So what was the best part of his living room? And the accoutrement. My
0: the favorite parts area. were his taxidermy, where the 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 animals hang on the walls. I like that because it was like <sighs> it was it was it was trying to be modern, but it was also Texas, and so I like that clash
1: of like, yeah of those aesthetics. I'm gonna have to give you half because specifics to me, Jeffrey. It's the, it's the bearskin rug. Okay, uh, he dies okay. on top of a bearskin rug. Okay, um, okay, so. And I was like, "That's that's the most baller thing I've ever seen in a '70s movie. Baller thing, shoot a bare skin run. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm cool and young. Could say that, right? The Godfather's from the '70s. What are you talking about? You? So, Jeffrey, my next question for you is: If I got caught, uh, would you screw every cop in Texas for me too? That's my question. If in I got caught Texas? in Texas, yeah, nah, I was. Uh, you know, we're partners in this. Would you screw every cop in Texas? For no, me? not not in Texas. No sorry buddy what about like rhode island
0: rhode island yeah Some totally more. yeah totally I do All right, good yeah but it's not like, not uh, texas that's there's just too many people there and they're probably I mean, all pretty rough and i don't really want to deal with that
1: kind of about the journey yeah. more than about like getting me out it's like you know what yeah gonna we'll see if i can do this yeah all right. all right so uh i'm i can't give that to you. i was hoping for a yes on texas um so i, I gotta say no well
0: never mind i'm so. not even gonna screw everybody in rhode island either
1: Okay.
0: All right. I feel That's like right. I deserve partial credit. I was at least willing to screw a certain amount of people.
1: Yeah, sign up, though. It's got to be I'll more take, I'll take, I'll take,
0: how about this? I'll take everyone in Austin. I don't want anyone in Houston. You I know what? Smets. And
1: Austin's really strange. It's kind of a strange place. College so, um, you know what? I'll give it to you then. I'll give you half credit. Then. The things half
0: I do credit. for quiz, quiz points.
1: Yeah. All the people you'll screw in Austin.
0: <laughs> I will screw Anyways. everyone in Austin for a point on this
1: quiz. Next question. When they get dumped out of the truck, like they go into like a dump truck. Yeah. And they get knocked out into a landfill. What yep. type of car did they rest in when they landed on it? The-
0: was it a bug? Yeah. Was it a Volkswagen bug?
1: You are correct. Yeah, I so. It was a Volkswagen bug. Yep. All right. Last question. After the big climactic gunfight where everyone gets ketchup all over. Me, <laughs> right? So much ketchup. It's a, it's a terrible yeah. hot dog accident yeah, that they had. Um, who picks them up? After the gunfight, who's who's driving the truck to get him out of there?
0: Uh, What do you mean, like, who's driving? Like, the old man?
1: Yeah, who is that?
0: Like, it's an actual person?
1: Not like this character. Like, wh- what that, actor was that? Is that
0: Slim Pickens?
1: It was Slim. Okay,
0: I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. There were two people I thought might have been Slim Pickens. I thought it might have been that guy, and I thought it might what? been this one guy in the beginning when he was playing chess with. But then you asked that question. at the end. And now I realize that maybe it's this guy who probably had more speaking lines. Okay. Cool. Cool.
1: Yeah. So something. So with that, you had one, a half, another half. So it's two, three, four, yourself four out of five there, Jeffrey. It's okay. A, it's a, right. a strong. And a uh, good time
0: in Austin. That's
1: uh <laughs> that's really, that's the real win. Yeah. Um, all those men you were able to, uh, you know, just give a good time to.
0: Sure. You know? Sure. All right, Justin. So, uh, what uh, what did you uh, what did you have to watch this week?
1: So, you gave me the Great Train Robbery from 1978, starring the infallible Sean Connery uh, and Donald Sutherland, who was in the last movie we talked about, but a much younger Donald Sutherland.
0: Well, last and, week's
1: last last episode. Yeah, last episode. Yeah, and, and in the in the,
0: and- the legendary, wonderful top. Top movie right, ever reviewed. We're, we're talking
1: about the Great right, Train 2000, Robbery. 2000. Anyways, uh, Leslie Ann Down also plays Miriam, who's like Sean Connery's like love interest in this movie. Um, is like I guess it's his wife or something. I couldn't really tell what, or they're just partners. Anyways, this takes why place. Why do you gotta place. Why do
0: you gotta put a name on it? Why can't they just be?
1: They're just you know? They're just being. Can't they just be right. Yeah. Um. So this takes place in Victorian London, and there is a shipment of gold of crime crimean gold is that what it's crimean gold that's correct that is shipped from two from two places every month or so and there's been attempts to try and steal it but no one's ever stolen gold or no one's ever attempted and succeeded a train robbery uh ever because of like the the uh just the Overall mechanics of it are difficult. Trains move fast back then; it's difficult to kind of do it, and everyone who's done it has kind of failed with the precautions that they have. And so Sean Connery is kind of like a, a con artist, and he finds out about this this transport of gold, and he thinks it's his time to kind of uh, he has an idea to try and you know get the gold from the train. So this movie stars not only Sean Connery but his, also his top hat. That's a big thing too. Um, his top hat is wonderful. There's lots of top hats in this movie. He's super Victorian. Um, and I also wonder: Has Sean Connery always been old? Has he ever been young? Cause I'm not. <laughs> he was young as, in sure. his Bond days. If you look at him, he's pretty. Was young. he though? He was. was he? he? Had
0: a full head of hair. Did And have he had wig. a
1: fantastic wig in this movie. Just superb right.
0: wig. Right. Um. So the interesting thing about the top hat is that in our logo, Loggers well, Podcast logo, I, I Justin. We're a top end. Oh,
1: Are wait. you saying you're basically the Sean Connery of our group? Yeah, that's, that's kind of. Weird. I mean, I'm not going to disagree. Yep. Yep. So m- one of my theories. You're the is Dom de a- okay. <laughs> <laughs> One of my theories <laughs> is that he might actually be an immortal, like he was in Highlander, and uh, that's why he's always looked the same age for so long. Because that's he died at the age of fifty. Yeah. Um, back in like the 40s. Have we so seen
0: Christopher there. Lambert recently or Adrian Ball? Like, do we know if that's... He was,
1: if Christopher um, Lambert was in a uh, commercial recently. It was like a French Mortal Kombat commercial where he acted like he was raiding from Mortal Kombat. Les
0: Mortal Kombat,
1: les right? That's how he's... Yeah. That's how he's I, was, yeah. I, I digest. I digest. Okay. We're off on a tangent. So uh, he kind of devises this plan. He has to get a couple of people. So one of the people he gets is Donald Sutherland's character. And what he does, he's kind of like a pickpocket. He's part of a, a street gang and he's got a couple different people to help him out. His girlfriend, wife, confidant, whatever, is she does a lot of like um, dressing up and costume stuff where she kind of like impersonates different other people. He has a guy who is kind of like an insta. He's, he's like a uh, strong arm type of person. Doesn't talk in the whole movie, like at all. Um, but he does a couple things he finds um someone who works in the train and gets him on it as well the guy who actually guards the gold and then uh I'm trying to think what else he also gets himself uh he calls them uh what do they call them they called him a, a snake like he's like uh, his name's uh, clean willie or something like that but he's like they call him a snake man because he like can climb stuff and get into small things and so uh, yeah they, i mean
0: like I think the more modern term is grease man
1: Yeah, Yeah. but in the movie they call him a snake man. Um, So the idea is the safe is guarded by four keys. You must have all four keys in order to open the safe. One key is held by uh, one of the proprietors of the group that um, Sean Connery is able to kind of infiltrate. Another one is held by, I think, the owner of the station. That's what his job was, pretty sure, or at least the owner of the trading company that was involved with the gold. And then two keys are held within the office of the train station itself. So the whole movie is basically, how do we get these keys? And they devise different plans on how to get these keys. The first key is from the old man in a horrific scene. (laughs) I just had a real hard time with it. Uh, He befriends this guy. And he's, it's all about, they, they scout out his house. They, they kind of like trying to figure out like, where's his weak spot. He finds out his weak spot is his, he, he has like uh, competition rat terriers. They do this thing called rattling where they bring, he brings his terrier to this thing under a a business and they kind of like do a competition where they see how many rats the, the, the dog can kill. And Jeffrey, I'm about 99 percent sure that scene was not with uh, stuffed animals. I'm pretty sure that dog really killed I all those. I
0: really, rats. I really think you uh, you, you you should uh, you should be careful of those allegations. You should do a little research before you throw those types of uh type allegations. You know I'm saying? Oh no,
1: that scene was horrifying, and it made me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as horrifying as uh, Stephen McQueen beating the shit out of his wife, but you know, yeah. still kind of up there for me. <laughs> okay. um, a little rough. <laughs> so, yeah, some but, questionable uh, scenes this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he kind of like gets in with that becomes his friend. He then goes to his house and there's so many like James Bonzi moments. It's kind of, it's a funny movie. It's, there's a lot of tongue in cheek stuff, but there's this whole scene where this guy's remarried three times or something like that. And his wife's kind of young and he has this conversation with her about this wheel in their backyard, about how, you know, tight fittings and long bolts and stuff. And obviously they're talking about, she's got the hots for him and they want to bang. It was so much like a, a James Bond film, you know, like old style what he did, but like it was so tongue in cheek, sexual stuff. It's it's really funny. Um, And then like his daughter is kind of becoming enamored with him. So he's kind of getting in with it. And through conversations of his daughter and his wife, he finds out that on the day of the gold shipment, he always goes to the winery down in the cellar. And in the cellar, he realized that's obviously where they keep the key. So they go down in the cellar, get the key, copy it onto like they use like this, like a, it's like a a clay thing where they kind of like copy the different parts of the key. And then that's how they get the first key. Second key was by one of the guys that's part of the group that they, uh, you know, you know, converse about this, uh, this gold. And he's like always horny. So he's always trying to get chicks and uh, he's a big fat slob. And uh, they use Sean Connery's girlfriend slash wife, confidant, whatever, to kind of like seduce him. They get his key off and they, they bring him to the brothel. And she before she has sex with him, the brothel gets raided just like coincidentally. The last two keys are the hardest keys because it required a lot of timing and the guy who picks locks so of Donald Sutherland's character to try and figure out how to do it, but they couldn't get into the thing in time. They even set up a, a thing where they had a, a mark, like a little kid steal something. And then when chase the kid and he tried, uh, opening this, the, the key safe while he was in there causing a ruckus, but just wasn't enough time. So they devised a plan where they contacted a man by clean Willie. Who's a, their snake man. Who's just like a really, um, agile and good climber. Uh, he's like the, uh, the uh, i believe chinese man from uh from oceans 11 like the guy that goes in like the little the box thing that goes into the vault so he's very similar to that type of guy and grease he man. Gre- yeah grease, grease man. Man. so he at night he scales the train station gets inside they have timed the guard he leaves for the bathroom it takes him 75 seconds for him to go to the bathroom and come back and so they timed her for him to go up there, unlock all the keys, find the keys, put it all up in there, and then get away. So everything's going great. They got all four keys. They're ready to go. But Clean Willie gets caught, and he kind of lets the cat out of the bag. And he, they start a suspicion that someone's going to rob the train. And Clean Willie, before he kind of gets away to tell everyone the whole story, he, does, like, he only knows a little bit because they don't really know each other. All they know is that Sean Connery's character is a guy by the name of Mr. Sims, and that's not his real name. They don't really know who he is. And um, in the process of them trying to interrogate him, figure out what's going on, he then gets killed by the guy that is like no one speaking in the group, the strong-arm guy that doesn't really speak. Um, but there's still enough suspicion that someone's going to rob the train. So they adjust the plans that no one's allowed in the in the cart with the guard, because they had done a trial run a couple months earlier, or a couple weeks earlier where Donald Sutherland like transported a baboon and he had to be in a cart with the baboon and they practiced the whole sequence, but the, the gold wasn't there yet. But because of this thing that happened with clean Willie, they kind of adjusted saying no one can be in that cart at all. So they had to fake like Donald Sutherland was dead and they put him in a coffin. They put him in the coffin in that last train, the last train cart. And, um, he had, like, a dead face on and had, like, a fake black tongue in. And he was, you know, he was, he was uh, Sean Connery's, like, girlfriend's, like, supposed to, like his, her supposed brother. And it was the whole thing. And he gets in there. And Sean Connery has to go from his cart in the car on the roof of the train all the way to the back of the train to the last thing, get inside, open it up from the outside, get all the gold out, toss it out, and then escape. And so in the process of doing so, it's all these different um, bridges come by, and he's, he gets knocked out for a second. He gets covered in soot from the, from the train and comes back, and he's, his clothes are covered in soot too, so he doesn't want to look suspicious. So he grabs Donald Sutherland's jacket and um, gets his stuff, but as he's leaving, he tears it on accident. So when he leaves the train station, everyone's looking for someone who looks suspicious. Which that's the only plot hole I have in this movie. Um, So they they see he has a tear in his coat. They yell, "Arrest this man!" So my only question with that is, why would you immediately arrest a man who just has a tear in his coat? That seems a little bit uh, overreaction, if you ask. Um, The guy. I mean, they cared
0: very much about propriety and what they're wearing and stuff like that. So maybe it was like a separate charge. Maybe.
1: Yeah, like yes. this man's ruined his jacket. Yeah, how Tickle dare
0: he? What is this? This is what are we a uh, uh, barbarians of hair? we're wearing loincloths or something.
1: So he gets caught and they get away with all the money. And okay. they he's at he's in court and with all the gold. He's in court and they ask him, you know, do you not feel any remorse for what you did? Why did you do this? Like you're stealing from people, like why why would you possibly try and get by with this? And his answer is, was, well, because I wanted the money. Like, that's, that's pretty much his answer. That's why I did it. I wanted the money. Dummies. That's kind of how it comes down to. And then as he leaves, uh, he's being taken to jail. A woman in the crowd gives him a kiss on the lips. He finds out that it's his, his girlfriend character. And she gives him a key in his mouth, and he unlocks his shackles. And you have one of the most ineffectual groups of, uh, of uh, policemen trying to get him into the cart and the cart is, is, uh, being run by Donald Sutherland. So he knocks them all out and he gets away and the crowd's all happy because he stole from, from the government and, you know, F the police type of thing. So, uh, that's the movie. So what I think of it? I thought it was fun. Um, I thought it was, it was a, fun.
0: A, I agree. It was just fun. Uh, yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's, to me, I thought it was more exciting than yours. I thought it was, uh, overall it was yeah. well paced through the whole thing yeah it was almost like um a video game type of thing where you gotta you know get the different pieces of the that's puzzle that's how i saw the four keys
0: i was just like hmm this seems like uh like oh, like i'm setting it's up like a Zelda. role-playing quest right and yeah. like you know like you have to get these four you know and it gives you like four subplots and you get those and you do the other thing yeah yeah, yeah i totally agree with that
1: so i thought it kept the it, with the whole time it was very funny the scene with the brothel was great all the stuff with with the train um like in the back with Donald Sutherland, you know, being dead and everything. It was a funny movie. Um, it wasn't terribly over-sexualized. There wasn't any like super inappropriate parts of the movie other than a dog tearing into rats.
0: So um, I have an update on that, by real. the way. Uh, when is to IMDb, when it came to casting and shooting the ratting scene, the crew were somewhat closed mouth about discussing certain details with writer and director, Michael Crichton, which is by the way, that's something we probably shouldn't address. Uh, they presented only one dog, not several candidates, and told him that this was the dog he definitely wanted. Likewise, they didn't explain much as to how they would set up the activity in the ratting pit. Only when it came time for the shoot did Crichton realized they had acquired an actual ratting dog and had captured live sewer rats, which the dog killed by biting and snapping their necks with a vigorous shake. Crichton yeah, so said, it was horrifying,
1: Jeffrey. Yeah. I knew it was real. Crichton I said real. that
0: the RSPCA did uh, did find out what was happening and confronted them about it, but no legal action resulted.
1: Oh, it man. was – it's a rough scene, and I, yeah, I didn't know it was real, and I was like, oh, my God. I just had a feeling those don't look like fake rats. Yeah.
0: But <laughs> – That's some really good special that, effects for 1978.
1: Yeah. Other than that, I thought like the costume design was great. So many top hats. Top hats. So ignored. many collars. Facial hair. Ruffles. Oh, wonderful. So many ruffles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought overall was a pretty well put together movie. I thought the train scene at the end was great. Yeah, I was
0: reading about I was I was looking However, up, I was reading about how much he was running on top of rooftop uh, top of train tops. Sean Connor is apparently running like forever on top of these train tops. Like it's like they they counted up the miles he ran.
1: It was hilarious. Yeah, the only problem I have with it, it did it went a little long at times. Um but it is a seventies movie, and that's people had their, more attention. That, that was that was the climax to their movie. It's the attention builder in the movie. It's yeah, only
0: an hour um, and fifty. It wasn't quite two hours
1: yeah, but like I just think that it was uh, that's their climax. that's their tension builder. Is this man gonna make it type of thing? It, to me, it like maybe went five minutes too long. That's about it within that particular part of the movie. Yeah. but I thought that part was cool because he's clearly doing all those stunts himself. There's no there's no stunt man. And that bridge those bridges going over his head are pretty close. And looking at like some of the stuff, um one of the uh, things that I saw was they said that, the train was supposed to be going 35 miles an hour, but like Sean Connery's like, no, it was not going 35 miles an hour. It's going way faster. Um, his wife got real pissed at him when they watched the movie together. She's like, you didn't tell me you did this all on your own. Like, and she wasn't really happy with him because he could have really gotten hurt. Like those, those bridges and stuff. There's a scene where he hangs off the side of the train. He's maybe just about two feet from getting, you know, plastered against the side of a cobblestone bridge, you know, like, it was, it looks pretty dangerous. It's, it's very, um, I was unaware, but Sean Connery, I guess, was the Tom Cruise of, uh, the seventies, you know, doing his own stunts and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing was the guy who played clean Willie was a Royal ballet company dancer. Um, he, he was only five foot two and, uh, he didn't want to do the scaling of the train station, but cause he's like, I'm an actor. I'm not a stunt man. But the director's like, yeah, well, no man is small enough to do it. He's like, all right, he went to do it anyway. Um, so some cool little stuff there. Um, I did read the thing about the the ratting scene, which is uh, rough. So overall, uh, I liked the movie a lot. It was very fun. I, I don't watch these movies a ton because I'm what you call a... Uh, uh, a loser. Ignorant Sorry, and right want to stick with just the... Uh, the current of stuff. But like watching these older movies is fun. I, I like the getaway. I really like this movie. I love Sean Connery. He's yeah. he's super handsome, even though he's always seventy five <laughs> years old. Um yeah. but I th- I thought he did a great job. Um he's really charming in this movie and he's a character that you like. Um so that's my thoughts of the great trainer. What did you think of it?
0: I also very much enjoyed it. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to finish it, but I very much enjoyed it. Uh, it's still it's, I have it for another couple of days before it goes off uh, goes off Amazon Prime, but it'll, it'll finish. But no, I agree with you. I thought it was it was a fun caper. Like I think of this more as a caper. I definitely think it fit the concept of heist more than the getaway did. I felt that the, the getaway was a serious movie. This wasn't. This was a this was more lighthearted, right? This kind of had comedy wrapped in with the kind of nuance of the the mission, and I think this was more in line with that kind of Ocean's Eleven style that I was like kind of referencing. Yeah, before, it right?
1: felt very much like an Ocean's Eleven. I think Ocean's yeah. Eleven, and it's it's it stinks because you're like, like even you're, original. Ocean's you're comparing Eleven, not just a, very, a
0: remake from a few years ago. Yeah,
1: yeah, but like you're you're comparing like a very modern original, film original. to like <laughs> these older stuff, but like those modern film like Ocean's Eleven to me is kind of like the gold standard of this type of stuff. Other than you know obviously. Right, heat, you know, because he did Sure. You know,
0: well, I mean, heat doesn't stuff. have a sense of humor. Heat's he, super serious. But, like, this one had a sense of humor. It was playful. Donald Sullivan I thought, was amazing in this. Uh, I thought he was just fantastic. He looked like he was having all sorts of fun. Uh, I think this was Don Sol- Donald Sullivan at his height. I think the 70s and especially... Jordan. I like
1: the little move every time oh, he, yeah. like, did something, like, cracked his fingers. He's like... The scene
0: like, when they're in the hotel room and he's like practicing running around. It was pretty funny.
1: I thought that was funny. It was good, yeah. I thought he was a good job. All right.
0: Yeah. All right. Quiz questions. Uh, you already got one, actually. Uh, I, I asked where all the different keys were, and you got it correct. Uh, two of them are locked away by the station manager. One is in the hands Uh. excuse me, two of them are locked away at the station. One of them is in the hands of Edgar Trent, the manager, and one of them is around the neck of uh of of uh, Henry. Uh, and I called him Henry Muttonchops. That's that's his <laughs> name to
1: me. Henry Rosacea Muttonchops. That's okay. his entire name. Who do they think these these
0: rich folk think Sean Connery is, and how did he make his money?
1: Um, I forget who like the name of the person he was, but I think he was involved in oil. I think that's what it was. But like they just assumed he was just another wealthy to do guy. That's why they kind of let him into their circle. So. That's that's my thoughts. I
0: can't um, remember. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to give you credit for that. His name was Henry Pierce, and he made a great deal of money in the coal in coal industry in the north.
1: You know, it was close. close. That's close.
0: Yeah, Still uh, a yeah. fossil fuel. I mean, both of them uh, totally run the environment. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, how did they get Donald Sutherland on the train? And uh, be as specific as possible as you can.
1: Uh, Which time? Uh, at the end. The, towards the so, end they said that he was the dead brother of his girlfriend's character. And he was in a coffin
0: of Sean Connery's girlfriend's character. She yeah. Has a yeah, name yeah. Too.
1: yeah. I should, should ask you, I should ask you like, as Miriam? a quiz question. I think it was Miriam. Like, <laughs> you just don't Miriam. remember women names. So, uh, they don't know. They think that it might be, uh, you know, garbage that it's just some guy ha- hiding in a box. They put like a bell on top to make sure no one gets out. But like, then the the coffin falls over, and then you see him, and he's got dead makeup on, and he put like a fake black tongue in his mouth, so he looks like he's And dead.
0: what specific disease or illness was he pretending to have?
1: Um, was it the plague? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. It was
0: cholera. cholera. Cholera is what you said. So you're gonna have credit for that. Uh, uh, I'll take half credit. Okay. And then uh, let's see, two more questions for you. Uh, so first one, uh, full beard. Carefully groomed with a point, uh, mutton chops, uh, curled and twisted mustachio, or mutton chops into a mustache.
1: Those are your choices. Uh, I mean, Sean Connery looked pretty on point in this movie. Like every every ounce of him was machismo and handsome. So part of me says full beard. However, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can't really beat a mutton chops mustache combo in my eyes. So I'll say mutton stash, uh, mutton chop stash combo. Justin,
0: that is absolutely correct. I'm so glad that you changed your mind. I was like, Oh, he's going the wrong way. He's because boy, he looked handsome, but Donald Sutherland though, looked amazing. Cause he was must mutton he chops in the mustache. It was fantastic. And then Henry was, was just good. pure mutton chops and pure. And there's a couple others with pure mutton chops as well, including the guy who had the ratting, ratting dog. But like, I'll tell you, man, Mud and chops into mustache is a is a
1: and Donald, that that's all natural like. too. That's all Donald. Sutherland he's got right
0: there. he's got hair
1: like for days. I swear, that guy. yeah. Had.
0: Okay, final question, Justin. Where is Crimea? Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm so excited for this question. Uh, Eastern Europe.
0: I need a uh, slightly more specificity than that, please.
1: Is it close? Uh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> is it I would say it borders Russia.
0: Okay, okay. Alright. I'll so give, you I'm, give you I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give country. I'm gonna give you partial credit because yes, it is from Block Country. It's by the Black Sea. It actually was annexed by Russia back in 2014, in fact. So
1: that has a partial credit, and that's real close. That's that's pretty much it. I
0: was really looking for the fact that it's actually part of Russia now, as opposed to it's it's near Russia. It's, it's been anyway uh but i'll give you some credit for that so you actually did pretty well on this i'll say that so right. you got the full beard one you got the four keys one uh unfortunately you didn't get the sean connery one right you got half credit for crimea and you got uh half credit for the run so that's a that's a three out of five for you man that's a passing you know, grade that's
1: a d you know you have to act like you're you get, you've been there before that's how, that's how i was taught you sure. get the rest of the football back and walk back to the sidelines so that's okay. what I'm doing. i mean
0: i still did better than you but whatever Uh, Okay, so uh, let's do our challenges. I have already prepped it for us, Justin. Uh, I've already prepped it for us. And we have been bombarded by the 2000s. We have three options. All of them are from the 2000s. We have Mystery from the 2000s. We have Heist from the 2000s. And we have Robots from the 2000s. Robots. Now, I agree. I agree. Because we've already done Mystery, albeit from the 90s. We've done Heist, albeit from the 70s we have not yet done robots and i think we should do robots we do robot. so i i agree and i agree I'm
1: sure, I'm sure there's plenty of really dated cgi robot movies from the early 2000s yeah,
0: totally agree robots from the 2000s all right all right all right, and that is it for this week's episode. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, you can catch us up on Twitter, uh, at Co. for me, uh, also at Justin for Justin. Uh, you can catch our website at thelollygaggers.com where you can get episodes of the Lolligaggers podcast and also episodes of the Adventures in Lolligagging podcast, the little sister show I've been doing on the side. Uh, if you would be so kind uh, to go up on iTunes, maybe drop a review, like and subscribe, all that kind of stuff, uh, we would be very, very grateful. Uh, And on that note, Justin I got a question for you How do you get Capone?
1: Oh my god, I don't know You
0: want to get Capone, here's how you get him He pulls a (laughs) knife, you pull a gun He sends one of yours to the hospital You send one of his to the morgue That's the Chicago way And that's how you get Capone That's not his his accent, I don't know where that came from
1: (laughs) What, What the hell just happened?